Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. In this week's episode, the Commodores return for the This Day in Hip Hop and R&B segment. It's an NWA affair for the Press Play segment. And in the Dig Deeper segment, I take Tidal, Apple Music, and Spotify and stack them up against each other and see who comes out on top. Keep it locked for another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. I'm very excited this week. We've got a lot of things um, to talk about. It was a very busy week in hip-hop and R&B, so I'm excited for what we've got coming up in the Dig Deeper segment and what we're going to go over in the Press Play segment. But first, we're going to start things off with the This Day in Hip-Hop and R&B segment. So on This Day in Hip-Hop and R&B, we've got a very interesting thing to start off this day in R&B. Last week, we talked about how the Commodores began a two-week run at number one on the U.S. charts for their single, Three Times a Lady. Well, on this day... In R&B, in 1978, the Commodores began a five-week run at number one on the UK singles chart with Three Times a Lady. So, you know, this was the song of 1978. It was tearing up the charts. It's a dope song. Lionel Richie is crooning, you know, talking about how much he loves his mom, his wife, and his grandmother. They had a really good year. And I reinforce, they need to be doing something, you know, about playing the lottery with these numbers because, you know, they're on a roll. Um, In 1999, on this day, the Source Hip Hop Music Awards were held. And, you know, R&B and hip hop racked up. Lauryn Hill won New Artist of the Year 
and album of the year for The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, a fantastic album. R. Kelly won R&B Artist of the Year. And DMX won Artist of the Year and Solo and Live Performer of the Year. Now, a lot of you may be wondering how in the world DMX won these awards, but that's because in 1999, DMX was at the top of his game. He had just released And Then There Was X, probably his most successful album, and that's the album that gave you hits like What's My Name and Party Up In Here. So yeah, DMX definitely deserved um, to win Artist of the Year that year. It was probably the best year of his entire career. So shout out to DMX, shout out to Lauryn Hill, R. Kelly. Um, in 2001, R&B great Betty Everett died at the age of 61. Now, Betty Everett is most popular for her song, the Shoop Shoop song, It's In His Kiss. So this song must have been, you know, tearing it up back in 1964 when it was released because it did make it to number one on the Cashbox R&B charts, which is pretty much like Billboard. Um, So shout out to Betty Everett. She was a fellow Chicagoan. She moved there um, when she was, you know, getting more into her career. So shout out to her. So last on this day in hip hop and R&B, we've got a birthday in 1989, Little Romeo was born. Little Romeo, you all may know, is Master P's son. Master P's also a rapper. Um, his most popular song was probably his song, My Baby, which was that song where he sampled slash, you know, interpolated uh, the Jackson 5's I Want You Back. Um, didn't really have much more success in his career than that, but... You know, I heard he's a good basketball player, so shout out to Little Romeo. That's all I've got for this day in hip-hop and R&B. I'll be coming back next week with more interesting facts in the genres. So next, we're going to hit up this press play segment. So for this week's press play segment, we're going to start off with POTUS himself, President Barack Obama. So... Through Spotify, President Obama dropped his summer playlist for the year. Now, he did one for day and one for night. And I got to tell you, the president has great taste in music. On his day playlist, he featured songs like Good Day by Nappy Roots, Green Light by John Legend, Another Star by Stevie Wonder, Ain't Too Proud to Beg by The Temptations. It's a dope playlist. It's a dope playlist. And then when you head over to the night playlist, he's got even more dope songs. He's got My Favorite Things by John Coltrane, Superpower by Beyonce, 
Is Your Love Big Enough by Leanne LaHavis, Nothing Even Matters, Lauren Hill and D'Angelo. Uh, what else? I've got Dreams to Remember, Otis Redding. You know, it's a dope playlist. If you want some dope music to take you on your car ride or even to play, you know, at your next barbecue to round out this summer, the president's got the music for you. I'm going to put the links in the description for his playlist. Dope music. You definitely should check it out. So the next thing we're going to talk about is Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper just dropped a song called Israel Sparring. And it's him and No Name Gypsy, who is a Chicago rapper. And they're both going back and forth delivering some dope bars. Picture me, fifth of Hennessy and a swish of sweet fake identity Till a plug named Trinity shook me Wake up, wake up, like remember me Said one plus one make three and you finna see You ain't as grown as you finna be You got them young nigga tendencies Sentimental energy, I left the lights in Beside him, I stand like angel Sparring his trainer for an apathetic halo Apologetic, non-religious, consequential fable Like good is good, the love in me is goodly Golly, but Bible say mistakes is necessary, so I Mississippi monologue to Granny House. My soloist is sold out to attentive God. Cornbread on my table when I say my prayers on airs to stairs with shadiness. It's time to rest or manifest. Sparring is training. I know they think me bumblebee. Chance the rapper, no name Gypsy. You know, they deliver some real thought provoking lyrics on this one. You know, and they've always been able to do that. They're really good at weaving stories with their rhymes. And the two of them together have really good chemistry um, on wax. So, you know, this is definitely a song you need to check out. I'm going to put the link in the description. Chicago music right now is killing it. You know, we've got so many dope artists that are really, you know, creating amazing music organically and it's just you know it's really good to see so check out israel sparring chance the rapper no name gypsy so now we're gonna do a little bit of an update on frank ocean now if you remember frank ocean was supposed to be releasing his next album boys don't cry at the end of july it didn't happen the internet blew up they were upset so This week, Frank Ocean decided to troll his fans. Uh, It was very interesting. On Spotify this past week, two albums by Frank Ocean were uploaded onto Spotify. One of them, Nostalgia Ultra. The other one, an album called Lonnie Bro Part 2. Now, the internet went insane when they saw this Lonnie Bro Part 2 put up and they were like, oh, Frank Ocean's new album. People were like, it's amazing. Frank Ocean's album is great. He finally released it. All of these so-called fans. But really, all Frank did was put one of his mixtapes from before he even released his first project. It was called Lonnie Bro, The Collection or something like that. And all he did was take that and put it on Spotify. This is not new music. Um, He changed the title to make it seem like it was new music. And he even changed the title of some of the songs, like Thinking 
about you part two or the wise man part two and his so-called fans fell for the trick now if they were frank ocean fans to begin with they would know that this was old music he was putting on spotify so maybe frank was doing a little experiment to see who the real fans were because there's no new music from frank as of yet nostalgia ultra is an old project lonnie bro is an old project both great projects, but not new. Now, um, I don't really know the purpose of why Frank decided to troll people like that. I mean, he even put, you know, released, you know, June something 2015. So it's clear that he's responding to all of the criticism about him not releasing his album. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting to see that. And I wonder why he did it. But yeah, don't don't get excited if you see these projects on Spotify. It's old music. Definitely listen to it though. It's dope music. Um Nostalgia Ultra is really what got Frank really noticed by the world. It's a dope project. Um so hit up Spotify to listen to that old music. So Talib Kweli has released a new album, a new project. Uh, the project is called Fuck the Money, and I mean, it is a free project, because I mean, I don't know if you can really <laughs> have a project titled that and then charge people for it, but it's a free project. He had a surprise release. Um, it has some interesting features. Miguel is on it. Absol is on it. Uh, Patrick Stump, um, and it's really an album you know, you're talking about how money isn't everything and how money is, you know, evil and pursuit of money is evil and all of that. Um, but, you know, it's Talib. It's an 11-track project. It's Talib. He's always been on that conscious rap. Um, and, you know, it's a dope project. Um, I'm going to put the link in the description, but you definitely want to check this out. It's been a minute since Talib dropped a project so this is definitely worth a listen um so shout out to talib his new music's dope hopefully uh he continues to make some good music for the people so nwa it's been a big week for nwa um there's three big things i wanted to talk about with them this week um the first is the Compton album. Compton, a soundtrack by Dr. Dre, was the album Dre released last week. It was inspired by the Straight Outta Compton movie, a movie about N.W.A. And Compton did big numbers. Um, it debuted at number two on the Billboard charts. It pushed 295,000 units in the first week, which is very good. Um especially for a hip-hop release nowadays. So shout-out to Dr. Dre. It did big numbers. It's a great album. Um, that's big. That's big. And it's it's a big way for Dre to go out with this being his last album. Um, so the second thing is the movie, Straight Outta Compton movie. Um, it made $56.1 million in the opening weekend this past weekend. That is huge. And even 
people on the Academy who have seen the movie are already saying that it's a possible Oscar contender for Best Picture. That is big because, you know, it's been a long time since, you know, a primarily black movie has been in the running for Best Picture. And now, yeah, we had 12 Years a Slave last year, but when was the last time a predominantly black movie has really been in the running for Best Picture? So this is really big, you know, for the black community, for the hip-hop community. The fact that a movie about the lives of N.W.A., a rap group, that really express individuality and, you know, speak in their mind about whatever the issues were, even if those issues were, yo, the police are crooked, they're killing our people, we don't mess with them, you know? And the fact that a movie about their story could be in the running for, you know, an Oscar, that's big. That's big for the community, that's big for the culture, you know, I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm going to go see it this week because, you know, I'm hearing it's dope. I really want to see it. And I'm glad that the movie is good because when I first heard about this project, you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to reach its potential. There was a lot of, you know, issues with the casting early on. And, you know, I didn't know if it was, you know, going to end up just being a, you know, lifetime type movie by NWA that didn't really go anywhere. I'm glad that it's getting good reviews. I'm glad that it could possibly get an Oscar nod because this should only be the beginning, you know. We should be getting a lot more movies um, that are predominantly us, you know, getting recognized by the people up top, you know what I mean? So, you know, shout out to NWA, shout out to everybody working on the movie. That's a big thing. Um, so hopefully it just keeps going up from there. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about with NWA is this past week, Kendrick Lamar, uh, you know, Compton rapper, he was able to sit down and conduct a legendary interview. get y'all take on how y'all feel about my generation today and where we had as far as music. I like a few. Yeah, I like, like you. I like some of you. I mean, you? Yeah, I like you. Uh, you are uh, number one on my shit. You know what? <laughs> Your shit is not, it's not just because of our relationship and this shit. Your shit is like top of my playlist all the time because you got that shit the way you approach it your attention to detail and how precise you are with how you sound and the way you make your music sound and the tracks that you pick it's like that's an art in itself you know what i mean so there's actually a few people out there who i um i listen to and respect push a t push a t definitely push a t yeah fool hard drake you, you know and i mean? ain't just saying it because you hear I, I like cut like your song cut you off that's like yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. and so i've been listening to you for a minute do y'all do y'all feel there's anything that 
we should um, continue to build on or something that we should bring back to the game a little bit more? Oh, you know, that that's always tricky, man. Artists got to do it how they feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't do it how they think they should do it. They shouldn't do it how they think the people want them to do it. They should do it how they feel it. So that was Kendrick Lamar sitting down with the remaining members of NWA minus Arabian Prince. Um, he sat down with Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, MC Ren, and DJ Yella. Dope, dope interview. Um, it was made possible through Billboard. Kendrick was able to sit down with these legends in the game and talk to them about, you know, their experiences, how they feel about the game currently, you know, advice, you know, their challenges, how they kept family and the game separate. Like, they talk about a lot of things. It's a 24-minute interview, but every single minute is worth a listen. I'm going to put the link in the description. But, you know, it's just an amazing way, you know, to cap out this weekend for NWA. Um, the album doing numbers, the movie doing numbers, and then Kendrick sits down with some of his idols in NWA and gets an amazing interview. It was dope. NWA won this weekend. Um, definitely check out that interview. I'm going to put it in the description. Um, but other than that, that is all I have for this week in the Press Play segment. Up next is the Dig Deeper segment. We got some good stuff for you today. So in this week's Dig Deeper segment... Um, I decided to take Tidal, Spotify, and Apple Music, three of the biggest streaming services right now, and stack them up against each other. We're going to weigh the pros, the cons, and I'm going to give you my opinion of what I think is the best streaming service out of these three. Streaming has become a big part of of music and how, you know, we receive it nowadays. Um, so I think it was important to talk about these different mediums of getting music and see which one wins over the other. So we're going to jump right in. Um, I'm going to start with Tidal. Now, Tidal was originally a streaming service that was launched in 2014 by a Norwegian slash Swedish company, Aspiro. Um, but it really got known this past year when Jay-Z and his company bought it. So in March of this year, Tidal began a relaunch under Jay-Z. There was a hashtag. It was Tidal for All. All these different artists started to take this blank, light blue background and put that as their you know profile pictures on all the different social media um and nobody knew what was going on and then it came out that jay-z bought a streaming company title and title is gonna you know come out they had a press conference in march and had all these artists on stage with jay-z and these artists are actually co-owners and stakeholders of the the company with Jay-Z. It was artists like J. Cole, Madonna, Nicki Minaj, Kanye, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, Daft Punk, and much more. 
So the thing title is pushing is that, you know, the artists are in charge. Um, and they claim to pay the highest percentage of royalties to the artists and the songwriters because this had become a problem. People were saying that Spotify doesn't actually, you know, get the artists any money. Like, they receive hardly nothing from Spotify. So Tidal is claiming to pay the highest percentage of these royalties to the artists. 75% of their subscription fees are given to the labels for distribution to the artists. So there are two versions of Tidal. There's Tidal Premium, which is $9.99 a month. Um, and the music streams at 320 kilobits per second. There are no ads. There's unlimited listening time. Um, and then there is Tidal Hi-Fi, which is $19.99 a month. Um, it has lossless audio, which is 1.4 megabits per second. And we'll get into what lossless audio is a little bit later. So another thing the title is pushing um, is exclusive content, content that these artists are releasing through title that you can only see if you have a title account. Some things that were released, Beyonce released a new song. It was her performing a song for Jay-Z and their anniversary it was called Die For You. The Feeling Myself video, Nicki Minaj's song with Beyonce, the music video exclusive to title. Jay-Z did a B-Sides concert that was uh, streamed on title. Um, so a lot of different um, exclusive things like that. It was even said that maybe Jay-Z and Beyonce did do a collaboration album that might stream exclusively on Tidal. But, you know, we don't know. That's all rumor. Um, some other things about Tidal. Very nice interface. The app on the computer and the mobile app. Very nice. You know, it's fluid. Um, aesthetically, it just looks really cool. They definitely did a good job with that. There are curated playlists by, you know, different artists and even athletes. Like Robinson Cano had a playlist of like some of his favorite music at the time. Jay-Z has put up a couple summer playlists of music that he's handpicked for this playlist. So that's a pretty cool thing. And then, of course, they've got HD music videos on title. So that's that was pretty cool. Um, so let's move on into Spotify. Spotify has been around the longest out of the three that we're covering. Um, it launched in the United States in 2011, and it is also a Swedish streaming service. Um, the different versions of Spotify, there's Spotify Free. It does have ads, but there is unlimited listening, and the music is streamed at 160 kilobits per second. Um, there's Spotify Premium, which is $9.99 a month, no ads, unlimited listening, music is streamed at 320 kilobits per second, uh, same as titles, you know, lowest setting, and you have offline access to playlists. Now, Spotify also has a discounted rate for students, as long as you um, sign up with your .edu email, students can get a discounted rate to $4.99 a month, which I definitely took advantage of for a long time. Um, Spotify claims to pay 70% of its total revenue to rights holders, um, and these rights holders receive an average per play payout between $0.006 and $0.0084. So 
you know, not that much per play. Um, things that Spotify has. They have shared playlists. So um, anybody can add music to these playlists. Um, and, you know, it. they're very long playlists, so that helps depending on what you're doing with it. Spotify has radio, which is similar to Pandora. Um, in that you can choose a genre or an artist or a song, and it'll create a radio station around that. Um, but if you have Spotify free, you're limited to five skips per hour. Um, another cool feature of Spotify is you can follow friends and see what they're listening to. So whether you sign in through your Facebook or you gather friends on Spotify, there's a little you know feed of what your friends are listening to and you can click on it, listen to it as well. It's just a cool thing to like see what type of music the people you're linked up with listen to. So that's kind of cool. A new thing they've done is personalized playlists. It's called Discover Weekly. Basically every week based off of the music you listen to and things that you said you like, Spotify gives you a playlist of songs, you know, related to that type of music that you can listen to for the week. And so far, it's been pretty dope. Pretty dope. Um, they've done a good job of actually, you know, gathering songs that are in the genres that I listen to and that, you know, are interesting. So that was pretty cool. Another thing they recently added uh, was Spotify Running. Um, you can listen to Spotify while you're running and it'll pick songs that match the tempo, you know, of your running, of your pace and everything. So that's kind of cool. Spotify, you know... Released a few new features around the same time Tidal uh, became a thing because, you know, competition. They were like, all right, we got some stuff that we can show the world, too. Um, they added videos and podcasts, which wasn't a thing before. Um, the only thing about Spotify is the interface um, at times can be confusing. It's not the best interface you know, um, as far as like aesthetically it's fine, but you know, as far as like functionality and like what you're, when you're trying to do something, it's not the easiest. Um, another thing that Spotify was talking about doing recently is having premium only content. Now this could be similar to titles, exclusive, uh, content, but it's rumored that they might do something like, if you have a premium account, you can listen to an entire album uh, that's released. If you have a free account, you can only listen to a few songs. That's rumored, but who knows what they're going to do. But it does seem like they might be thinking about some premium-only content. Now, just to get into a Spotify free versus Spotify premium uh, conversation, I had Spotify free for a while, um, decided to go up to premium because I could get that student discount. And, you know, premium is cool. Um, I'd never really listened to the radio, Spotify radio on the free version. So the whole five skips thing didn't really affect me. But, you know, premium is cool. Like, you get the higher, you know, quality music, no ads, um, offline access to your playlists is a big thing that I do use a lot. Um, but you know, 
you know, I've talked to a lot of people who have Spotify free and compared to premium, you know, it might not be that big of a difference. Um, but if you're for four ninety nine a month, if you're getting the student discount, is definitely worth it. For nine ninety nine, you know, you you would have to try it out. You know, Spotify does do through a trial period for Spotify Premium, so I would recommend you know doing free for a little bit, seeing what that's like, then go up to premium for the trial. If it's that much better, then definitely you know get the money. And uh, we'll talk later about, you know, this $9.99 price and why that has become the standard for, you know, the the standard streaming packages. Um, so let's get into Apple Music. So Apple Music launched in June of 2015, so a couple months ago. Um, it has two different types of plans. It has the... Regular individual plan, which is $9.99 a month, and it streams at 256 kilobits per second, which is, you know, Apple's, you know, and iTunes normal streaming quality. Um, then they have a family sharing plan. So basically, up to six people can share an Apple Music plan. It would be $14.99 a month. So that's very affordable if you're splitting between, you know, four to six people. Um, one thing about it is there's one organizer. So the organizer is the person who's going to get charged for the purchases um, in iTunes and like apps and things like that. And so you would probably have to, you know, work some sort of thing out between all the people in the quote unquote family and, you know, they'd have to pay that one person back. Um, but all purchases, apps, you know, songs, all purchases are available to everyone in the family. So you can share and see everybody else's purchases and everybody has access to it. You can even do stuff like share calendars and photos and stuff like that, um, which honestly seems more cool for an actual family. But if it's just a bunch of friends getting together and doing this, I don't know if it makes that much sense. But, you know, it's a cool thing to get this for cheap. If you can get, you know, three people, even just three people to do this, you're paying five bucks a month. And that's, you know, equal to Spotify's student discount. So it's definitely worth a look. Um, other things about Apple Music. If you're a member, uh, you get unlimited skipping and radio. You get unlimited listening. You can add anything from the Apple Music library to your library. There's offline listening. And you also get expert recommendations from people at Apple and otherwise. So let's get into a few of the cool features that really stand out in Apple Music. The first is the For You feature. So when you first start up Apple Music, they ask you, you know, what type of music you like. There's a bunch of genres on the screen and bubbles, they tell you to tap once if you like it, tap twice if you love it, love it, um, and then click out of it if you don't. And so they kind of get a feel of what type of music you like. Then the next screen, they do the same thing with a bunch of artists. Tap once if you like it, tap twice if you love it, get rid of it if you don't. Um, and then after this, they curate playlists based on what you pick. So on the main feed, in the For You section, there's just playlists upon playlists. There's 
playlists, and then there's also, you know, albums that they think that you should listen to. And it never gets old. It's always updating. Um, I would say almost every time I think to refresh the For You page in Apple Music, they've got new playlists and new albums that they think I should listen to. So it's almost just like endless recommendations of things for you to listen to based off of your own interests. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Another cool feature, which may be the biggest feature of Apple Music, is Beats 1 Radio. So basically Apple created their own radio station and it's, you know, central through Apple Music. So it's headed by... Three main people, Zane Lowe um, for Beats 1 LA, Ebro Darden from Hot 97 who was doing Beats 1 New York, and Julie Adenuga who's doing Beats 1 London. Basically, it's a radio show. Um, They come on from Monday through Thursday, and they play twice throughout that day. So Zane Lowe is at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m., Ebro's at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Julie Adenuga's 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. So in case you miss one, 12 hours later, it's playing. And they do radio shows just like a regular radio show. They have guests. They do mixes of music and things like that. It's playing 24-7. Um, and those three aren't the only shows. Some of the fav- my favorite shows so far has been OVO Sound Radio, which is, you know, Drake's crew in their radio station and that's the station where drake released his charge dub disc the first disc in the meek controversy um misfits frequency is a good show jaden smith you know will smith and jada pinkett smith's son he's in charge of that one high energy dope music it's a really cool radio show um there's other tone which is run by pharrell and Scott Veneer. Um, they just had Tyler the Creator on this past weekend. He did a dope interview and like they they premiered music and music they were interested in. They're dope radio shows. Run the Jewels, Killer Mike and LP have their own station. Beats One Radio is very, very cool. Um, there's always something cool for you to listen to 24-7. There's this radio um, and it's hip, you know, it's nice, you know, everybody knows what they're doing, there's been new music released, um, Apple really did a cool thing with this, because it's honestly, it's better than the regular radio, you know, there's no ads, it's just music and, like, dope interviews, um, for people who know what they're talking about, so that's really cool, um, the radio portion also has playlists, so if you want to work out, playlists they have workout playlists for hip-hop workout for r&b party music and the workout hip-hop playlist from from apple music is pretty dope i worked out to it the other day and it is it is live um another cool feature is the connect feature so the connect feature is kind of like a twitter for the artists you follow on apple music so you can follow artists on apple music and Whatever they post, like, you know, music stuff or even 
um, you know, videos of them. It shows up on the Connect feed. So it's just a cooler way to, you know, get closer to the artists that you love. And, you know, they're working with Apple Music to give us, you know, cool stuff. Um, the interface is great. I mean, if anybody has an iPhone or even iTunes, like the interface is kind of like that. It's real fluid. It's cool. Um, everything that's curated is dope. Um, really cool layout. It's it's pretty great. Um, for those iPhone users, you can even do cool stuff with Apple Music in Siri. Um, for instance, if you say, Siri, play that song from Selma, it'll play Glory, that song that John Legend and Common did. So that's pretty cool. If you say, Siri, play me the top songs from the 90s, she'll pull up a playlist of the top songs from the 90s. So that's that's really cool. And Apple is already, you know, doing updates. It just released a couple months ago. They just released an update 8.4.1, which fixes a few bugs. So Apple's on it. You know, this is still, you know, a growing streaming service, but it's already, you know, looking like it's going to be one of the best. So those are the three streaming services, Tidal, Spotify, and Apple Music. So now I'm going to talk about, you know, you know, which one I think is the best and why. Um, so first I want to talk about the open music model. The open music model was a framework for the recording industry um, based on research that was conducted at MIT. Um, basically... I mean, and this model was created in 2002, but they predicted that the playback of pre-recorded music will be regarded as a service rather than as individually sold products, and that the only system for the digital distribution of music that will be viable against piracy is a subscription-based system supporting file sharing and free of digital rights management. The research also showed that $9 per month for unlimited use would be the market clearing price at that time. So, you know, this 999, you know, number and this price that, you know, most of the standard packages in these services have, you know, it's kind of based off of this model that these MIT people came up with that this is the price, you know, that'll clear the market. This is equilibrium. Like this is the price that is best for everybody in the market. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I didn't know about that. I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, there was a little economics mixed in with, you know, the prices they chose for their streaming services and everything. So as far as which one is the best, um, there are pros and cons of all of them. Um, Title, I believe, has the most cons. So... The biggest problem is that it's too expensive. You know, when you've got Apple Music out here doing this family sharing, where if you get the more people, the cheaper it is, and even their regular is $9.99, Spotify is at $9.99, or you got free or discounted at $4.99, paying $19.99 a month for titles, high five version is just too much. And the internet. And all the people out there thought it was crazy and they were all over Twitter talking about how they would never buy it for $19.99. Um, and what are you really paying for? So 
they say you're paying for the lossless, you know, higher, higher quality music. So what's really the difference? So Apple streams their music with a quality of 256 kilobits per second. Spotify free is at 160 kilobits per second. Their premium's at 320. Titles premium is at 320, but their lossless is at, you know, 1.4 megabits, so 1411 kilobits per second. So can you tell the difference? I took a test. There's a test online that you can take where they'll play you the three different ones. Um, and you, I think through six trials, you see if you can spot the difference. I think I did well. I got four out of six correctly, but you know, that could have been mostly out of luck. Um, really, and though people have been doing studies on whether you can really tell the difference and they've come to the basic conclusion that unless you've got a very expensive home audio system you know you got some banging speakers you know you know some expensive stuff sure lossless will matter at that point titles hi-fi service you will definitely be able to tell the difference but for people who are just using average headphones to listen through their phone um you're not really going to be able to tell the difference so it doesn't really matter um now i was listening when i took the test i was listening through my beats um, on my computer, um, but, you know, who knows, that could just be luck, you know, honestly, in my opinion, um, and, you know, there are, like, audiophiles who are gonna have their own different opinions on this, but, you know, for the average consumer who may not have very expensive headphones or super, super high-quality headphones or a very expensive speaker system, it's not going to matter. You know, the music is the music. You're not going to be able to tell the biggest difference between 256 and, you know, titles and the 320. It's not going to matter that much. So in my opinion, the extra $10 for titles, um, hi-fi service for an average user is not worth it. Now, I've, I paid it. I've been on title for probably since it was released. Um, and you know, I don't know if the things that they're preaching as better than every other streaming service are really, are really holding up. It's expensive. The losses doesn't really matter to the average consumer and the exclusive things. So the fact that you get exclusive content through title. Now they've done this, they've released these things on title and for, in some cases, the content ends up on YouTube or in some other medium on the internet anyway. Not all of them. There are some cases where I haven't been able to find things except for on title. Um, but in a lot of cases, you know, it ends up on the internet anyway because it's the internet and that's how people can find things. Um, so, and then it's, then there's the thing, okay, say Beyonce and Jay-Z release their collaborative album, if it happens, exclusively on title. If I'm interested in this album, in this artist, I'm going to buy it anyway. So what does it matter if I can only listen to it 
exclusively on your site before I buy it. You know, if I'm really into this artist, I'm going to go out and buy the album anyway. So, I don't know. Title is is not really shaping up to be all that I thought it was going to be. Um, I think it's third on the ranking out of these three. And, you know, it's still very new, so it's still got room to grow. Um, And I hope from the artist standpoint that that is holding up, that the artist's are getting more money from it because, you know, that's important. I think that the artists should be getting paid for their work. Um, Streaming has definitely um, cut down on the whole piracy thing, at least from my perspective. Um, So the artists should be getting, you know, money from, you know, putting their music on these sites. Um, As far as Spotify goes, Spotify, before Apple Music came along, Spotify was my main thing. That was my boo. You know, um, if I wanted to know, if I, if I wanted to figure out if I wanted to buy an album before going to purchase a CD, because I am started to keep a CD collection, um, I listen to it on Spotify. If I like it, I'll go buy it. If I don't, or if, it's, if I don't like it enough to buy it, I'll just leave it in my Spotify Um album list and then listen to it through Spotify um so Spotify has kind of become you know a a complement to all of my other music listening mediums um Spotify is cool like I said the interface um isn't the easiest to use but the cool things they're doing like the personalized playlist I'm all about haven't tried the Spotify running, but it seems like it could be cool. Um, they have added videos and podcasts, but it's mostly big name podcasts. So for the little guy out there like me, um, they're not really accepting, you know, they're not really putting those podcasts on Spotify. So it's only the big ones. Um, but Spotify is dope. It's worth the money. Um you know, it's a really cool way to get your music. The The feature with the friends is cool. Being able to see what they're listening to is dope. So I definitely recommend Spotify. Spotify is number two on my list out of these. Number one, Apple Music. Now, Apple Music has only been out for a little over two months, but it's dope. I'm on the three-month trial right now. I'm absolutely right. There's a three month free trial, by the way. I forgot to mention that Apple Music three month free trial. Um, that's what I'm on right now. Definitely gonna pay for it when I'm done. I think I'm gonna cancel my title subscription. Keep Spotify. Keep Apple Music. Um, it's dope. Um, one thing that's big for me in these streaming services is the personalization. The way they curate these playlists and how, you know, if I want to listen to music, I turn on Apple Music, refresh, and they're like, hey, here's an introduction to R. Kelly. You know, as if I've never heard of R. Kelly, here's a bunch of songs to introduce me to him. They have guest list playlists where it's like, hey, take this artist, fabulous. Here's a playlist of some of his best guest verses, his features. Um... Every now and then they'll put on there the A-list in hip-hop and R&B. So it's the hottest songs in hip-hop right now, the hottest songs in R&B right now, the two separate playlists. They're just really cool playlists that are curated to your liking. And what could get better than that? 
Like, why not have music related to the things you like? It just makes for a better experience all around. Um, Beats One Radio is amazing. Uh, Being able to connect to these artists like Drake, Jaden Smith, and more um, through their radio stations now is pretty cool. This podcast that I listen to right now called The Read, which is a dope podcast. You should check them out. It's Crystal and Kid Fury. Um, They talk about a lot of things in pop culture right now. Um, And otherwise, they're on iTunes. You can check them out at thisistheread.com. But Crystal is now on Apple Music. She, every now and then, will be on Beats 1 New York and she does her own mix for an hour, and it's pretty cool. Um, so all of these people that you can connect through their shows and the music they choose to play for us, it's dope, and it's on 24-7. There's always something new for you to find. There's always something to discover. Um, the interface is great. Um, the one thing about Apple Music is on the Beats 1 radio, the music is not explicit so they they censor it and there's no way to turn that off the music in the actual library like you can all of that there's clean and explicit you just have to look for the e next to it so there's explicit music there so it's not like all of your music is censored but on the radio itself like the radio stations the music is censored so that got kind of annoying but you know i've kind of got over it because you know the experience is still cool um so yeah, that's the only thing I've found, you know, wrong with Apple Music so far. Um, they have this iCloud music library thing where basically at all times, if you're, you know, uh, paying for Apple Music, you have the Apple Music library at your disposal. So any song you want, you can think of, it's in the Apple Music library. You can play it through your phone or whatever device at any time, as long as you're um, Apple Music subscriber. So that's cool. Um, you know, it's a dope, it's a dope streaming service. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. I didn't expect to like it as much as I do, but Apple Music is my number one streaming service right now. It keeps getting better and better, and I can only imagine it's going to continue to grow. Um, I know that there are going to be more radio shows, um, coming out of the, the Beats One Radio, um, so that's pretty cool. You know, it's just, it's just a cool thing. You know, so Apple Music is number one. I've got Apple Music, then Spotify, then Title. Um, I invite all of you all to at least, if you haven't already, to try one of them. Um, everybody's gonna have their different reasons for why they stream music or what they want from a streaming service. Um, for me, personalization and like a cool interface is one of two of the biggest things. So Apple Music really gives me that. But you know, if you're an audiophile and you've got super expensive speakers at home or crazy headphones and lossless audio is your shit, then title may be for you. But you know, for me, I've got Apple Music, Spotify, and Title. So that's what I've got for the battle upstream. I got Apple Music taking the crown. Um, 
things could change. You know, everything is fluid. You know, one streaming service could do something that would skyrocket it over the next, within the next six months. Who knows? Um, if there are some crazy huge changes in the streaming services, I'll definitely be talking about it on the podcast. Um, but for now, that's all I've got for this week's Dig Deeper segment. And that is the end of this week's episode. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at TOTB the podcast. You can hit up the blog at hopeforhiphop.org. Um, the links will be in the description for the things I talked about. Anything else that was missed will be on the blog. And if you have any suggestions, sponsors, if you want to sponsor the show, you can email at thinkingoutsidetheboombox at gmail.com. So I appreciate everyone for tuning in, for rocking with me, for listening to me. Um, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode, more cool things to talk about. So that is it for this week's episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.